This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was science, and our guest was Malcolm Barrett. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 119. 119, Bill. We're wading into the deep 100s. We are 79 hours of free internet content, It's kind of psychotic of us to even do this. For 79 hours, that time could be used in so many better ways. What would you have rather have been doing with those 79 hours? I would have rather been studying one subject. One thing? One thing. Like? Just to, imagine acquiring 80 hours of, like, uninterrupted knowledge. Yes. The listeners of No Joke probably wish that that's what they were getting from this show. We take knowledge away. That's right. what we do. If you listen to our podcast, we take knowledge that you once had yes. and we pluck it from your brain. No joke is the absence of knowledge. <laughs> we fill it with nonsense. In the dictionary, if you look up the phrase no joke, yes. it is defined as the ne- absence of knowledge. Negative knowledge. So, yes. for episode 119, yep. with that, I say we bring on a friend yes. who's going to teach us something about science. Deeply knowledgeable friend, one of our most knowledgeable, not to hype you up too much. Um, uh, this guy is an incredible actor, met him at NYU, have been friends since then. You may know him, uh, he plays Rufus on Timeless, Sundays, NBC, 10 p.m. He's also on the show Preacher on AMC, does a trillion different things. Welcome Malcolm Barrett to the podcast. Uh, what I love about your intro yes. was that um, you said I was going to teach you about science. Yeah, yeah. is that going to happen? <laughs> is that a false yeah. promise? Which is uh, like wholly inaccurate. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Because <laughs> it's too bad because the rhythm of our conversation was so smooth. It's like, Can do I we need you? to start yeah. over? You guys have such great banter rapport. Like, it's so sweet. And you it's scripted like, to the letter. It's, yeah, yeah. It feels like we're off book. You guys are like watching a mammoth play. It's yeah. really, yeah. really amazing. Tick, 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 tick. Don't let the other person finish. I love it. I love the science thing because also I play, I'm on Preacher. I'm like part of like some like Holy Grail this organization that's trying to take over the world. Like, right. So I just love it. Just like Malcolm Barrett who's also going to teach us how to assassinate a man. Uh, it's what I he does. I believe everything I see on TV. <laughs> I can't differentiate TV from reality. Right. Right. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. Barrett who's a master of making Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> 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 That's very funny. Uh, Malcolm brought his grill with us today in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> brought a grill. But Malcolm, you are into science because here's a couple things I know about you. Born in Brooklyn, went to Stuyvesant High School. So you know about – you are a science guy. For those who don't know about Stuyvesant High School, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, which is uh, least of all how to pronounce it, um, <laughs> who, don't, who don't know about science, it was at the time that I went the number one math and science high school uh, in the country. Yeah. Private school or public school? <laughs> It's a public school. Uh, nice. It's, it's a public school. What was its slogan? It was like a private light school in the public service or something like <laughs> private that. Private-esque. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Public, public but better. Public, yeah, yeah. but better yeah. than public you. Public school, but like you're going to make it. <laughs> right. 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 right, right, I think was its slogan. Like, we have less fights. Yeah. Right. Uh, don't worry, there's Asians here. <laughs> I think was the slogan of Stuyvesant. Did you like it there? Did you enjoy that experience? Was that... Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I did. I mean, it was very interesting. I always thought I should write uh, a biography of some kind about mm. that experience because I was, at the time, living in Bed-Stuy, yep. um, which, if you don't know, it's 
unofficial motto was do or die yep. uh, in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the place the official we, uh, motto is we, there's Asians here. Yeah. It's a place where like white people live now. Like <laughs> right, mm-hmm. when they drove through. That's Brooklyn. When I was living. Yeah. Right, it's yeah, not yeah, Biggie's bed dry right now. Not quite. Um, yeah. So I was going – I was living there but then going to Stuyvesant which um, – to give you an idea of the school, I think yeah. – our graduating class was like 2000 or oh something. Oh my God. Like, damn. Massive. Like it's a massive or, or somewhere city, around basically. there. We had, it was a brand new building the year that I went there. Um, it was eight floors. There was an elevator, wow. escalators. Damn. Um, I was afraid to touch it. I was, I was really, cause I went to actual real public schools. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and you're so, like, this is too nice. I was like, this is a, this is a, this is a medical building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this like, is a hospital. This is like, like, corporate. Learning in a hospital. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm going to school. Shut up and get on the stretcher. We're doing math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. that's fine. Would um, you take? Would you frequent the elevator, escalator, or stairs? Um, I feel well, like you were allowed on the escalator. I feel like you had like you needed like special permission for the elevator <laughs> or <laughs> crutches, yeah. or crutches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like you had to be on crutches or be like the head of a thing, like a council thing. Yes, exactly. How do yeah. you guys now at this age, if there is an elevator next to an escalator next to stairs, and you have to go two flights? In this hypothetical, there's two flights on the board. Are you taking the elevator, escalator, or stairs? Oh, that's easy. I'm taking the escalator. Okay. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only reason I'm not taking the elevator is not because I'm like – not too good. It's not because I'm too good for it. No, like, <laughs> you're just not on crutches. You're just not on crutches right now. But that's what I'm saying. To be too good for elevators. That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. I feel like the elevator like presumes some elitism. Yeah, like it's like an ivory tower, or just yes. like the glass castle. Well, Correct. I also feel like it's very it's a very lazy thing to take the elevator. Sure, two flights. Yeah. Two which, flights. Which two flights? I, I'm not above either. Yeah, but hear the, that. But here's the reason why <laughs> I'm scared it might get jammed. Yeah. Oh, like I don't want to get stuck in an elevator where I was going from one to two. Yes, like that feels because like, in all of our minds it's a cable, right? Like one cable holding a cube? Yes. Like, can anyone yeah, yeah, else describe it? behind elevators. Yeah, so we said that Malcolm was going to teach us science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cube and a cable and a couple of humans get jammed in and up and down we go. And forget about it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah that checks out. Yeah. Okay, so you're taking the escalator, Adam? I'm going to go stairs. I have way too much excess energy. Is I that need- granola? Are you is that a granola move? What do you mean granola? I'm just saying it feels like is that what that presumes? I take the stairs. I am like a healthy, not green, even healthy, ego conscious. It's fear, totally fear based. Oh. I'm impatient. I'm impatient, waiting for elevators. Yeah, uh, and also the getting stuck in it. I don't want to. I don't want that. Escalators freak me out more. I saw one shoelace. Piece, I saw, shoelace, right? Shoelace. shoelace. Say no more. Shoelace. You get oh. sucked down. Shoelace I'm, I'm and you get sucked out. My shoelace getting stuck in an escalator. I've seen a couple of viral videos, one yes. or two, that are like that fear realized and actualized, and people like getting sucked down into the escalator. Grind. And it happened. Yes, it doesn't he did. not happen. Yes, he it did because I saw happen. it too. Yes, saw he did because I saw it too. What? I even want to say it was Malcolm. The whole foot or like the person. The panel. The panel that was supposed to be covering the gears that actually spins the escalator <laughs> opened. A woman got pulled into True it. True story. And got pulled down into it. I'm never going to <laughs> ever again. Stay off the internet. The just stay off the internet. Yeah, really, the internet. That's one of the landmines of just like clicking Safari uh, one day. Yeah. It's like on top of like Google, it's just like women get sucked in. That's <laughs> yeah. the nightmare. Yeah, I don't want that. By yes. the way, I know it's because of the excess energy, but you've actually calmed down a lot since college. Do you think I have? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew him in college. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Not at all, mate. Not at least yeah, yeah. It, right? yeah. Okay, so you're at Stafford's You're like if cocaine could walk. Yes. <laughs> Walking cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so Stuyvesant was actually like a, a true public school. They weren't picking, you're good at math. You, you showed promise in math and science, so you're well, allowed. Yes, in 2000. No, you, had, you had to take a test. You had to take a test to get in there. So I, 2,000 people took this test and passed each year? Um, That's a heavy load. Uh, 
Maybe it was a thousand. Still, tons. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, so it's just clearly not no, a public still, school with like forty still, kids. Uh, no, it wasn't right. like here's eight kids. But yeah, right. I was still the only person in my school who actually passed the test. Like, you had to get like um. So the way it worked it was Bronx Science, Brooklyn Tech, and then mm-hmm. Stuyvesant, mm-hmm. and then like the higher score, like the it was in ranking oh, of that, that place. Got it. Got so it. like uh, I think the highest you get was eight hundred, and you needed six hundred to get into Stuyvesant. Okay. So I I think I got six something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other people that went to high school with me who also uh, for, who went to junior high with me who also went to high school. Oh, okay. Cool. But they get they got a little bit short and had to go to like summer stuff to like make up the points. But I was like, you're saying this with a smirk. He yeah, yeah. He's, he's also <laughs> hoping he's also hoping they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're saying this he couldn't really simple. address it. To their face, <laughs> but like this is the perfect medium to like yeah. finally yeah. slip it down. We both know. Yeah. Listen, no, we I'm both send know. This link to <laughs> all of them Ju- and just them, <laughs> like, and only them. This link is going to Bryant. Right. Listen to this podcast, particularly at the uh, 805 yeah, minute of yeah. the first act. So, did you have uh, aspirations or ambitions to work in science and in math? Yeah, that- when, I, when I was a, when I was a kid, that was that was my track. Actually, cool. I was I was uh, on route to be a biologist. I went to Science Skills Center. I took the Regents exams. Uh, what is a biologist do? I know that's a very broad right, just question. Just elevators. But like, down. I think yeah. my sister was going to major in biology at one point, and I was I never got to ask her like, what did you think? What do you do with that? Like, mm-hmm. do you study algae all day? Well- Okay, I'm not. Um, I'm not. No shame. I mean it. <laughs> no, like I literally I love, have no idea. I, lo- I, lo- I love your quest for knowledge. Okay. Um, it's like, look, bi- biology is a. All the allergies are sciences, right? And yeah. They're all, and that biology is a study of the human body. Okay. Oh, um, human body, right? So, and it, you know, we went to like a cellular level and blah blah blah. So, what I would do with that as um, as an adult, I have no mm-hmm. clue. Sure, sure, <laughs> um, sure, sure. Just be like a like. I mean, because a cell all, enthusiast. All all scientists do is they they wind up researching a particular topic, or or you just amass knowledge of mm-hmm. any particular thing, and then mm-hmm. and then go from there on I mean, a specific subject. Like you try and dive in headfirst yeah, like, on I one mean, thing. My thing mm-hmm. was like my thing was heavy onto like. Uh, the stuff I really remember is just working on cells and mm-hmm. and, and uh, organelles, which are just the cel- cellular version of organs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. And so, you know, you wind up using that things to find out to do, like, cancer research mm-hmm. and right. mitosis and birth and all these things mm-hmm. that wind up leading to, you know uh, – how this affects people on a daily right. basis. Right, sure, sure. So that's what it A probably, lot of research-based. Yeah, thing. it probably sure. would have just led to me doing like a lot of research. A lot of it is just amassing knowledge. Yes, that Honestly, sounds before great. before it gets to research, it's just you learning about ventricles and the heart. And that. Yeah. Like the, the, the human body is so complicated, like, I don't know anything now. Right. But we, don't, I can, like, we know less. I took but seven I mean, years like, of Italian I and like I say to, ciao. I know enough <laughs> That's all I got. to throw out words that impress people. Come you on. said organelle. You live in Los Angeles. <laughs> you said yeah. organelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're our science friend. <laughs> you know, like, you're already our smartest friend. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I went to middle school with a girl named Organelle. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that, so, was my, yeah. that was my extent of that word. <laughs> <laughs> you're our science friend, yeah, really. Organelle. You can't yeah. say that. So Malcolm, how did you transition from the science focus to theater? Where, when, when did that happen? <laughs> well, I was always a uh, writer and performer. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, um, I was a child prodigy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> um, and then I just like slowed it down. I slowed I it down. Five, I could dunk, yeah. just I, like all the other kids. I had yeah. to dumb myself down. It was only Yeah, fair. I just yeah. studied organelles at three like every <laughs> other kid. Um, no, actually, I used to write stories when I was six and seven and share them with the teacher. And a teacher would have me read them in the kindergartens, like kindergarten oh, wow. classes. Like I remember that specifically. Okay, cool. My mom built a resume for me. Cool. Yes. Um, what a boss, by the way, being a second grader reading to kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, like, uh, question: Is this an acting resume or like a biz, like a business resume? My mom made a resume of everything. No, I yeah, everything. just loved listing accomplishments. Essentially, yeah. so it that's would a healthy be, thing. Oh, it was put very it in paper. Put it in toilet trained at two and a half. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a resume by eighteen, and it included things like you know speaking engagements because I was also involved with. Uh, she was friends with the superintendent, so I would I would give speeches at places about wow, different Malcolm. things. And what did your mom do for a career? Was she in like My public mom relations? Is uh, was uh, architectural administrative assistant. Cool, uh, got so it at, at Pratt Institute. There you oh, go. Cool. Um, and so and single mom. So I used to like growing up. My friends were like people who. <laughs> were college students and people working. I mean, not friends, but that's like yeah. your circle. Was, yeah. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> My circle, other than kids. Uh, yeah, exactly. Other architect heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big architect architectural crowd. heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Legos way, were what? different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like every other kid. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, I was just hanging out on camp, campus a lot as yeah. a kid or sleeping on the desks in, in, in colleges and things like that. That'll get you smart quick, surrounding yourself with people like that. Yeah, it you didn't know make I mean? me dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I, mean? I surrounded myself with people who definitely dumbed me down for the first 18. <laughs> like, the first 18, Billy was, like, pulled down to the ground. Like, you will not challenge yourself. You will not think outside of what the town thinks. Yeah. Uh, you got to switch it up, though. You got to switch, yeah, switch it up. Move to New York City. Exactly. Uh, now, were you first all... act break. Sorry. Yes. We're here now. We already made it to the first act break. Oh, it goes man. that quickly, Malcolm. Malcolm said it. We're did we discuss play. sci-fi yet? No, not even. Just the sci. That was Just the history. The that was the first act of history sci. of the sci. Yes. Uh, the well, second act, we'll discuss the hyphen in the hyphen. Exactly. Exactly. We could do that, and I would love it. Now, Malcolm, is there a song that particularly comes to mind when you think about Stabbers in high school? When you think about biology? When you think about organelles? Is there a song? When you were there, Biggie was alive. Yeah, it was. You know what? You know what's funny? I once wrote into a desk. So uh, at the school, they had one room which had desks from the old school. Cool. And so it was, they had all been drawn in. Everything's neat and pristine. This uh-huh. one room has these desks where they almost encourage you to write. Cool. So one of the first things I wrote in there, there was a Sinatra line that said, um, you're nobody till somebody loves you. Yep. So and then, then Biggie. So then I wrote in, you're nobody till somebody kills you, which Notorious is Notorious B.I.G. Um, you're nobody <laughs> yeah, till somebody, till somebody. <laughs> Oh, uh, come so on. Like, that was like, that okay. was like the greatest moment. Yeah. Like, my, let's like, rock that. Culture. And let's, let's play. So I would either play, uh, you're nobody till somebody kills you, or she blinded me with science. Okay. <laughs> we have a okay. second song to play in the second act. Perfect. Let's see if we can get in the she blinded me with science in the second. Perfect. For now, we're going to play Biggie's You're Nobody. <laughs> we'll be right back. No Joke Podcast. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Niggas in my faction don't like asking questions. Strictly gun testing, coke measuring, giving pleasure in the Benzito, hitting fannies, spending chips at Manny's. Hope you creeps got receipts. My peeps get dirty like cleats. Run up in your crib, wrap you in your polo sheets. Six up in your wig piece, nigga deceased. Why? May you rest in peace with my sycamore style. More sicker than yours. 4-4 and 54 draws. As my pilot stares my lair. Yes, my dear. Shit's official. Only the feds I fear. Here's a tissue. Stop your blood clot crying. The kids, the dog. Everybody dying. No lying. So don't you get suspicious. I'm big, dangerous. You're just a little vicious. As I leave my competition. 
respirator style. Climb the ladder to success, escalator style. Hold y'all, breath, I told y'all. Death controls y'all. Big don't fall, y'all. Uh, I spit phrases that'll thrill you. You're nobody till somebody kills you. You're Tamika and Tammy, some Creole, see your bitches I met on tour, push a peach, legend, coupe, gold teeth galore, told me meet them in the future later, they'll take me shopping, buy me lavender and fuchsia gators, introduce me to player haters and heavy waiters, rich bitch shit, drinking crystal till they piss the shit, uh, thorough bitches, adapt to any borough bitches, be in spots where there were no bitches, you feel me, reminisce on death friends too. You're nobody till somebody kills you. You're nobody till somebody kills you. Get hit. You ain't worth spit, just a memory. Remember, he used to push the champagne range. Silly cat, or suede in the rain. Suede put the G in game. Had the Gucci frame before Dana Dane. Thought he ran with pain. I can't recall his name. You mean that kid that nearly lost half his brain over two bits of cocaine? Getting his dick sucked by crackhead Lorraine. A fucking shame. Duke's the lane. What's his name? Dark skin Jermaine. See what I mean? Welcome back to No Joke. This is Act Two. We're with Malcolm Barrett. That was your Nobody Till Somebody Kills You, Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Yes. Who is from my neighborhood? Yeah, from Bed-Stuy. And also Junior Mafia, right? Yeah. yeah. All of them. Lil' Kim, too? Uh, yeah, I think she's from the. I mean, I knew more because I'm pretty sure he's like from Bed Stuy. Right, he is, right? he's from Marcy Project. So yes, I moved. Like, to... I literally like live like blocks away from wherever he used to live. That's and cool. now it's like to me, a guy who like grew up in Long Island, like listened to all those records. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to New York City when I was like 21 or mm-hmm. something like that. Girlfriend lived in Brooklyn, and I would just like ride my bike through like the Marcy, Pro- like, yes. not the Marcy Projects, but like Marcy that and Bed Stuy, and all these corners from like the music videos and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, this <laughs> yeah. is where like so much of the yes. mid 90s. 
Like I lived in Queens and I was just blocks from Queensbridge where like Nas grew up yes. and Mob Deep would always shout out. Yes. And it was just like, these blocks are real. Yes. <laughs> these blocks yeah, yeah. are and, like, real neighborhoods. So I can only imagine like growing up and I, like, did you, do you feel that? Like when yeah. Biggie and Junior Mafia and all them are like the center of the media landscape, like, are you like, Bed-Stuy is like popping yeah. off right now. Yeah. I mean, you know what it was? It was, it was a thing of seeing it lionized uh, as right. opposed to demonized uh-huh do you know what i mean because sure. until then it's a neighborhood like said do or die where you'd only see on a news yes. about a shooting one right. narrative right you know what i mean it's very very a very simple uh one-dimensional narrative yes and so to see someone talking about the neighborhood uh good and bad champion yeah. it um and bringing a three-dimensional um perspective to it right and also making it famous yeah you know i mean and making it famous in a positive way and all these people that say all these things are now buying these albums and right being exposed yes. to this culture right yes. and so that that was something on a on a micro level i felt that i i can speak more abundantly about today yeah right. <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean sure. in my in my late 30s but i think yeah for me it was it was very empowering and, and crazy yeah and yeah like, i grew up in long island and the town next to us or two towns over was a town called hempstead mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. method man might have been born there but oh, wow. to me there was a group called the lost boys yeah yes. and, yeah and the lo- i loved the lost boys <laughs> yeah. and were they, they from queens or were they from Ohio? there was right. i think freaky ta was from hempstead freaky freaky okay. ta and uh, maybe chic loose too freaky oh no, no yeah exactly <laughs> i mean <laughs> Like one for the money, two yeah. for the money. I mean, like, yeah. and Renee, do you yeah, remember that funny how love dies when we? Yeah. Oh, it's like heartbreak. So, I reminisce about get a princess every day. Love to my short. Oh, so I mean, I wish that we were in the act break. I just want to play. I just want to hear that right now. But they were two of them from Hempstead, and it's like when they started like just shouting Hempstead on tracks. I was like, local pride, local pride, local pride. Yeah. This feels good, yeah. local pride. So that's pretty very, good. Yes. Very, yeah, being from Brooklyn is very powerful. Like you really it more you go outside of the neighborhood like, right because people have heard of it in one shape or form or yes. another yeah and, and i don't think about it until someone tells me they're from like saskatchewan or something like that uh, right some small town yes they like where they go like i'm from just outside of mm-hmm. you know yes of some shithole i've never heard yes of. <laughs> <laughs> not even the shithole but it is funny how brooklyn like the brooklyn tm like capital b brooklyn the brand has evolved so much over the 30 years like you were saying before it used to be sort of like oh brooklyn the boroughs it's a little like it's rough it's mm-hmm. like it's rough and now it's what does brooklyn stand for brooklyn stands for artisanal coffees and like it just the <laughs> right. brand has different connotations now right I think yeah the best the best example of it is there's an snl sketch that <laughs> kevin hart um is a part of when he hosts where it's a, br- a bunch of brothers on the block yeah. you know bubble gooses and that sort of thing yeah and you know, dude is like, yo, how's your bitches? Yo, how's your bitches? Oh, yo, my dog walking business is going good. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> exactly. It's popping off right now. Exactly. And so, like, that's the neighborhoods that I still live in. Yes. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. So now, science fiction. You, like we said, we're on Timeless. Mm-hmm. You're on Preacher. Yes. Uh, you're on Better Off Ted, which has also dip, dipped its toe into the sci-fi yeah. world just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I played. Uh, I played a genius scientist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that a coincidence? Is this yeah. a coincidence that you fall into all these like science shows? I think. I think what winds up happening is that um i think i probably have i think it's two things i mm-hmm. think it's twofold which is one i have a science background mm-hmm. so it's easy for me to say mitochondria right um, <laughs> so for those so keeping beautiful. score at home we have organelle, organelle. <laughs> we have mitochondria <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah uh endoplasmic reticulum Whoa. save it for the uh, third oh, act slow your roll slow <laughs> <laughs> Transportation of this into the cells. Oh, yeah. um, this is getting out. Did you say hand. into? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that, and I think also, I think 
as a black person and the way I talk and the experience I have is very unique. Mm -hmm. um, and then these characters are very unique. And yes. I think I think I have a, a perspective that seems to attract those roles yeah. and have them yeah. attracted to me. Yeah. I, I also didn't used to speak like, – like I went to voice and speech class. Right. So I think that combination of all those things sort of yeah. just made it. doesn't it, hurt. It, it, made, it made for the perfect storm of the roles mm -hmm. that I was attracted to mm -hmm. and the people attracted for to sure. me mm -hmm. for doing them. Right. Yes. I mean, better off Ted. You know, I also – a lot of my pl career played quirky. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, because I also steered away from early on in my career, I've played the basketball guy number right. one. Right. And, you know, I was on Sopranos as like a crack dealer. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So right. I yeah. Played, did you survive? Uh, yes, but I did get shut in the balls. Oh. So, yeah, spoiler alert. So, <laughs> your, so your kids didn't survive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler Little alert. Malcolms don't exist in that world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I think in, in sort of getting away from that and trying to get away from sort of more stereotypical yeah, roles. Yeah, of course. And I, and I love those roles mm -hmm. that I that I played, mm -hmm. um, but getting away from there I, and being a quirky individual yeah. in general, it wound up leading itself to these smarter yep. characters, definitely these really interesting characters. Because I, I think I'm relatively smart, and I think it kind of shows. And you get it. Play these characters, and you yeah. get it. You want you yeah. can talk the talk. Like, yeah, I write for the NFL occasionally, and it's like when at least I got the first job, it was because like the 20 minute conversation I had with my boss, where it was just like, let's just talk football. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just like we're not going to talk about your writing history or like how you like to write talk football with me You're and not it was a comedy like, writer pretending to be a football fan right now it's right. like two guys who need to talk about the nfl to make sure we're on the same page <laughs> yeah. if we're going to engage in scripts yeah. and, and i wonder what nfl means right it's like, right, like <laughs> are you good with acronyms start with the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but like with acting it's like you're handed a script and it's like can you become that character so i wonder if it's like if you're up for the job and someone else is, if it's like, we can also have this chat, I could talk to you about my history with science. Yes. Like, I feel like that could tip scales. Yeah. No, yeah I, I don't know if that's your, I, your story. I, I think I go in very comfortable yeah. with... Right. I, I go in very comfortable with a pseudo-knowledge of science. Yes. And very comfortable with... Dialogue. There like you go. I, I'm, I'm good at work. I used to be a poet. Yes. There you go. Um, so I'm very comfortable with words. I also used to be used to do a lot of improv. Yep. Right. I rap. I freestyle. Yep. A lot um, of bag of tricks there. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of that, that's where language comes into play. Yep. Like the yeah. ca character I played now, Rufus. Yep. Has a lot of quick quips. That's for sure. While mixing this stuff about science. Yep. Truly. So for me, it, it works. <laughs> do both of those. Do you, you know what you I mean? You can do it, both it, of those. It, it works. So it's like, that's a lot of who I am. There you go. So I'm easily able to like get into that. Someone being idiosyncratic and insecure yep. and yep. having to mouth off because of that and yes. actually having some knowledge of certain things and blah, blah, blah. So it winds up, you know, life informs art, art informs life, that yep. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? Makes perfect sense. And also like on Timeless, they make a point to I haven't seen too much of the show, forgive me, but they make a point of being like you have a lot of you address the thing of like a black guy traveling through time is precarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's folded into the narrative of the show because it's it would be impossible to ignore or it should be, I feel like to the show's credit and benefit. It like addresses your blackness as time traveler and how weird that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and and that's the thing about being uh, and this is all working perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um about being a sci fi fan is mm -hmm. that I grew up on so much sci fi. Yeah. Work, work. You know what I mean. Yeah. If it's sliders, if it's 
uh, Doctor Who, mm-hmm. if it's Star Trek, wherever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. My brother especially was super into all this. Oh, that's nice. Stuff. When you have a partner to kind of like bounce yeah, off all of your yeah, common yeah. interests, you're so not on an we're, island. We're watching all of that sort of stuff. That's and, fun. you know, I grew up watching every time travel. Like if there's a time travel thing, you yes. know, if it's Back to the Future, Bill and Ted. Yes. Right. All those sorts of things. And one of the interesting things about literally all of those shows is there's no people of color in right. any of them. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> literally none. And I didn't even think about that until just right now, except for like yeah. sliders. Um, You're a pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in, in all honesty, and I say it facetiously, but, but not I'm, really that- I'm, I'm literally the first <laughs> black time traveler outside of – I think there's a children's movie. I can't remember the movies where it's Time Stoppers. Time Stoppers. Is that something? Time Stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> you said Morganelle, and now I'm in a position of just believing yeah. what there you might say. Be t- yeah. I can tell you this. There's, there's Time Stoppers, but I never yeah. saw the movie. Yeah. Um, is there like a black guy on the cover? Like why? I, I've just, Yeah, I've just seen a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's he had a wristwatch. He's traveling. Right. Right? <laughs> I doubt they dealt with all the crap, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. It was like a children's, right. like whatever. Yes. Um, and then Martha Jones on... Um, Doctor Who, yes. who was um, the assistant, I can't remember what you call the, um, yes. um, to the doctor. Yes. Um, but Doctor Who is also weird because they don't really time travel anymore. Like they, they, no? they, they more do like interdimensional, intergalactic travel. Mm-hmm. Like you're more than likely to see an alien than a historical figure. Got it. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, like yep, you're right. going to see Daleks and, and villains and things yes. like that. Like when I think of any episode, yeah. I can't remember them actually traveling through time. Yes, yeah. Right. Because which which when you go back in time, then you are kind of burdened with what was happening. Like you have suddenly facts and realities and all sorts of like internet yeah. t- television fact checkers that are just going to call bullshit. And it's like, yeah. it's more fun to invent. Yeah, yeah. Why not yeah. just put an alien in the truck? History. And I think, in all honesty, I, th- I think a lot of, I'm going to say, white writers are yes. scared to write people of color traveling through time. Right. Because then you have to deal Address with it. All you have to deal with all the baggage and all of that yes. that you don't want to deal with when writing an adventure story. That's right. Which, in my mind, is, is counterintuitive because right. one of the things that makes things interesting is conflict. Yes. But do you know what I mean? No one particular. If you're afraid. Go there. If go you're afraid, there. If you're afraid, then you don't want to write it. Like, people barely want to talk about race today. Right. right. So, like. And this, you know what's going to be more interesting? The person who isn't afraid to go there. Like, yeah. like if you yeah. had the one where it was like a guy took a safe route to try and, like, yeah. take a stab, and another person was like, I have to address these conflicts head, head on, head on. In order yeah. to try and make a more, like, colorful palette in this yeah. story. It's a, yeah. more, it's a more interesting story and it's a more accurate story. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, for a lot of us, we've sat there and comfortably watch this whitewashing or, right. or uncomfortably. Right. And so to be a part of something that so directly address it was uh, amazing to me. It's it, it's that not that double consciousness mm. this thing but that culture clash thing of okay, I would always get asked before like what time would you want to travel to? What yeah. time would you want right. to travel yes. to? Only white people ask me that question. Wake up, America! That's that's, yeah, you know that's just like mean? a cold glass like, of water. But like seventeen hundreds be fun. Yeah, like, it's like it's literally. Yeah, yeah. Like, Think of they? the dressing. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. they, like they never. <laughs> no. Like literally until the show, like it never occurred. <laughs> the big fancy houses. No. <laughs> Like think yeah, bigger. Yeah. things were simpler, simpler, expand, simpler. Oi, oi, oi. I mean, well, it's it's also that dichotomy of like two Americas. You know what I mean? Yeah, of, like, totally. When they talk about like the good old days, yes. or like you know what I mean? Like or good for who? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, or the politics of like Trump and all yes. of this. Like let's make America great again. Yes. Where you're just like, what specific time period? Are when you was it great? And what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know <laughs> what I mean? And so like that was what was great about this show is that yeah. it, it addressed it very head yep. head on. Yep. You know what I mean? And I get to have a lot of input, particularly this season. There's been you know, um, a lot of quips and things that I've been able to add in yes. here. Um, 
but I can feel your stamp all over it, Malcolm. It's, yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny. First season, first season, I had a lot more. You know, we'll talk about certain racial aspects, yeah. and, and and but as well as character stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember mm. when we had our very first interview, or we had our very first like upfront like press thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was like I remember. Matt was very popular from 90210, and yeah. Abigail was very popular yeah. from Rectify. Yeah. And like some people maybe knew me for Better Off Ted. Yes. And so they would get a bulk of the questions. Yeah. They would get all the questions. Yeah. And then I'd get like a black question. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, you're what? black. What's that like? Yeah. They'd yeah. be like, well. they'd be like so it's hard being black during that time. And you're like, that's not even a question. question. Yeah. Do you want to speak to something it's greater? Just a, that's just a racial. That's just a racial statement. Uh, this is a it general. To any era. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. your answer just sugar sweet. Correct. Uh, I don't know. Exactly. Um, but things changed as I think. Yeah. Because the show is smarter than that. The it show is. is not a one trick pony no. in, in that regard. And so I, I got to be so many. Like I'm not just a black guy who hates traveling through right. time. Um, but I'm a coder and an engineer who doesn't right. like to go outside. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm a guy who was in love with his coworker. Yeah. Someone who's spying for the sake of Rittenhouse and who has this father-son relationship with his billionaire boss yeah. who also happens to be black but yeah. is, is from London. So we actually have a very different experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that was a cool thing to portray because we were doing this line. We had the line where it said, um, I'm black. There's no time in American history that's going to be awesome for right. me. And we were <laughs> shooting it, um, the pilot. and. Yeah. I remember Eric Kripke and Sean Ryan, who mm-hmm. are the showrunners. Sean Ryan from The Shield, Eric Kripke from Supernatural, cool. um, and a bunch of other stuff he's got going on. Um, uh, but I remember they were like, we're not quite feeling this. They were like, and I was yeah. just like, I was like let me just, say it. Let me, I, was yeah. like, I was like, let me just, let me do it. I was like, I, fi- I understand what you're saying. I was like, let <laughs> yeah. me just figure something out. Let me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we wound up, and I wound up coming up with the, with the line where I said to him, um, I was like, look, I don't know how it works across the pond, but yeah. over here I'm black. Yeah. And it was like yeah. for oh. me and him, it was a really big deal because it also delineated that these are two different experiences. Right. right. Do you know what I different mean? Different cultural contexts. Which, yeah, yeah, which I think also in some small way, I think, teaches or opens eyes yeah. in that like we're not a monolith. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, right. These people have a completely different thing. We're just like, oh yeah, like even something like African American does not apply to every black person. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Equally <laughs> broad and bad. <laughs> Equally, that's like just a huge presumption. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's the African American. Well, no. no. I'm British. <laughs> I'm, West, I'm West Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So, and I'm white. So, right. We are way off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, re- it's really weird because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to have that experience in a very personal experience yeah. while still living up to all these childhood dreams yeah. of, of sci-fi. And, yeah, and, for I, real. and I love that these guys are, you know, quote unquote brave for doing this yeah. when really it's, it's closer to being realistic. Realistic. And, seriously. And, and inclusive. And, and, and but that takes like, bravery. Yeah. That you know, takes bravery. It's, it's like, funny. Like Sterling K. Brown talked about, because um, he just got an Emmy for mm-hmm, This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Cross promotion. Cross promotion. And they need the ratings. And they need the ratings. They need the help. <laughs> yeah. but, he ta- but he talks about how he was like, you know, to have a role that was actually written for an African American yeah. as yeah. opposed to written ambiguously right. is so empowering. Yes. You know what I mean? It was interesting. I did better off Ted. Yes. And actually, when it was when they gave the script, it was um, all the roles were any ethnicity. 
Oh. Um, well, yeah. Uh, cool. I, I'm pretty sure all of the roles were any ethnicity. Great. Um, and not just the two science, yeah. scientists. And so... God, that must be so fun to watch the casting. You see so yeah. many different so, approaches yeah. to... It's, it's, yeah, I think it was all written... I think, you know, to me it makes sense that the, that bigger company is white, you know, and most uh-huh. of you... Right. I mean, it's a different story. In the reality of the of world, kind of. ethnicities. Yes. I, I think... But which, you know, is another interesting story to tell. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that was an interesting experience because then they wrote in one or two things you know about my blackness in some way guides it in some yeah. capacity. Um, we had an episode where the the censors couldn't see me um, uh-huh. oh god that's funny yeah uh-huh. yeah because they didn't react which has happened in real life that's with, real the soap sensors the phones the yes. soap sensors all these different things that yes. like don't read don't because it's black all skin. white people who are testing hold it. up I'm gonna have a lot of questions about the censors and how okay I'm curious about that we gotta go to act break but in the third act can yeah, we yeah. start there I wanted to talk sliders <laughs> sorry we can, we can start there yeah. but suddenly when you said censors it's like I don't even know what a Sensor is. <laughs> All right. What song do we play? Yo, do, we, do we play a Lost Boys song to shout out Hempstead? Or do we play Renee? I mean, the, that's I wouldn't mind. The, okay. remix? <laughs> the remix? The remix or the, the original uh, version? Oh, you got to play the remix. The oh, remix yeah. is right. That was the right answer, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. That was the right I answer, man. This got super New York hip hop <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah. That, that was the right answer. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. It was no joke. regardless. Yeah. <laughs> this here is dedicated to all my ghetto men and all my lady friends. Tell everybody I lost somebody that was very special to them. Tell this out, this is about my queen. Her name was Renee. And we call this one the ghetto fairy tale. Ghetto love is a law that we live by. Day by day, I wonder why my shorty had to die. Every day. Renee. Here's a tune about this honey named Renee that I met one day on my way back from John Jay. I'm peeping shorty as she's walking to the train. I tap her on the shoulders. Excuse me, Miss Began, I get your name. She said my name is Renee. I said I got a whole lot to say. So may I walk you to the subway? She said if you want, so yo, we started talking. I bought two friends and two drinks and we began walking. I had to see where her head was at, cause the gear was mad fat. So we must chat about this and that. She told me what she was in school for. She wants to be a lawyer. In other words, Shorty studies law. I'm telling Shorty I'm a writer. And as she's looking for a token, she drops a package of the easy butter. Covers her mouth with her name rings. I said, yo, don't sweat the technique, Shorty Rock. I do the same thing, but yet I use Philly Blunt. She said, I never the Philly Blunt because I heard that's the silly stunts. I said, nah, they run slower. Right now I really don't know you, but maybe later on I can get to show you. Besides the fingernails, shorty got the hair do a pain. Now understand she got flavor. A tough leather jacket with some jeans and a chain and a mom's gave. Got off the train about 6.34. She wasn't sure she had gloves for the door. So we hit the store. Went to the crib and turned the lights on. A crazy magazine stand. A message and write them. A leather couch, a stereo system with crazy CDs. Understand cause she got cheese. She said she can do what you want. She said I'm going to feed the door. I said I right, well I'm a and the pony tell a t-shirt Hey yo top, I got a tenderoni girl We're sitting on the couch chatting We're smoking so the balcony We're staring at Manhattan She's 
started feeling on my chest, I started feeling on the breast, and there's no need for me to stress the rest, hey yo, I got myself a winner, uh-huh. we spoke the before we ate, and after we ate dinner, she had a tattoo, she only wanted to go to see, but first time they like to turn up the show to see, I'm like whatever shorty rock, we could swing it like that, cause on the real, this is where it's at. Welcome back to No Joke. This is Act 3. We're talking with Malcolm Barrett. That was Renee, the remix by the Lost Boys. There was a time when Funkmaster Flex would drop a bomb on something, and you knew how good the song was based on how many times he ran it back to the beginning of the song and dropped another bomb. (laughs) Yep. And that usually was, those songs were usually like Nas's Hate Me Now, or like huge anthemic, like Puffy produced Mm -hmm. or Just Blaze produced, where it was like this, you could ride this out for like 45 minutes. He did that to the Renee remix, which is like a slow down, (laughs) like drive, drive alone. Dead girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and he kept dropping the beat and then the song would come back again and I was like this is an emotional ride like I don't know how many times I could start this like death like, I was like Funk you usually have a pretty good like handle on when to drop the bomb but this is like an obituary over and over and over and over yeah. I was like god I like this song my girl died boom god drop the bomb funny how oh, Jesus yeah. Yeah, well thanks Funk yeah thanks Funk yeah. so we were talking about censors and how some technology is racist and how some censors <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the one example that I've seen is like people sort of put on Instagram. There's the still things don't pick up dark skin. There's a face thing that's happening, like when you try and use Snapchat and things like yes. that. Yes, I remember when I first started trying to use those things, they would never work for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think it was because of your skin tone, like dark skin? Yeah, yeah. They well, it's because the testers are white. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That, that's what human. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's it. If you have yeah. everybody involved, I'm just getting hit white. with body blows yeah. of truth. 
yeah. I'm like, I knew this is good. This is very good. Yeah, exactly. This is this very is a good. This is Renee-esque experience. Yeah, yeah. 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 Funk yeah. drops another bomb on it. I get hit with another body blow. I'm about to drop bombs on this podcast. Some senses are racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hard racist. truths. Racist. Those, we could just call those truth bombs. Yeah. Those could just be truth bombs. Yes. Right. Okay, because Snapchat, they consider the normal face. Let's test it on a white. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus so, Christ. Well, and it's it's an example of just like, you know, white is the norm. Whiteness being the default. Well, yeah, whiteness yeah. being the default. So yeah. it's like, and, and so you don't notice when things, you know, are yes. not that. And so, yes. <laughs> unless you are not that. And then you're like, hey, I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you find yourself aware of that when you were watching all this sci-fi stuff growing up? You're like, where are the black people? Or it was just that it is... You're I mean, a child, and you're not thinking those probably, thoughts. I, I, I probably less thought about it in media as much as mm -hmm. I did when I would have experiences mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always interesting, like, people are like, you know, people talk about black people wanting to, you know, talk about their blackness mm -hmm. and doing this and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I don't think I noticed how I, – I was reminded of me being black by white people. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, when you're living in your own thing, yeah. like, you're kind of just whatever. Yes. You know, up until your mom is like, give it to those white folks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other yeah. than that, you're like, oh, all right. Okay. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, all right. Watch that. <laughs> Guard up, mom. Like, I, I got, got my it. right hook is ready. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but, like, that's where you're, like, remi reminded. And then, you know, you're just kind of like, where there's suddenly, like, you, just, you know, someone says some offhand remark. Yes. You're like, where is it? Oh, because I'm black. Cause oh, I'm black. I, didn't, I, I, didn't it. I didn't get it because I'm black. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it, but thank you. Yeah, that's a real. general reminder. Uh, yes. But yeah, you do, you do. You know what's funny? I don't know if I went young. I mean, probably as you get older, I don't know if I went, oh, where's the black people? Until yeah. you start. There was a question I remember where they were uh, on Twitter where it was just like, the first time you saw you on television. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking the first time. I thought about this. I was like, yeah, one of the first times I felt like I saw me on television was Dougie Doug had a show about Brooklyn. Huh. I kind of remember the uh -huh. show. Yeah. It might was it on UPN? Uh, I feel like it was on f five. Fox? Mm. Okay, Fox. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Five. Yeah. So Fox. Yeah, it was on five. Fox yeah. Five. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, CBS 2, NBC 4, yeah, Fox yeah, 5, yeah, exactly. ABC 7, ABC 7 WPIX 11. WPIX. Yeah, you're watching Ford Fairlane yeah, on yeah. a Sunday at... Twelve thirty. <laughs> Dougie Doug did ha he did have a show. Yeah, and that Definitely. was the first time I felt like I saw me because it was a black guy from Brooklyn, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh -huh. Just like li living in the neighborhood, doing neighborhood uh -huh. shit. Yes. And that, like, that's my earliest memory of like, oh yeah, that's that's like me, like that's my story. not like me going like, oh yeah, I can see me in that. Yeah, like I can see. Oh yeah, I'm I'm theoretically yes, Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> that's theoretically in Harry Potter. Do yeah, you, yeah. Do you have one of those, Adam? The first time you saw yourself on television, oh. where you were like, oh, like that's they think like I. Think think wow what a great question i'm struggling something uh the first time that i was like this is my voice kind of yeah were you like really related to the protagonist or the story or just something about it was like this is hitting home like we've walked through new york city together yes when you used to have longer hair and people would just yell woody allen yeah just into the air yeah you would walk past and they would just exclaim not that you, they knew you were him they just, just like you look me. enough you look yeah. enough. Woody, woody just allen towards me just yeah woody allen <laughs> yeah um which but is like, like what everyone in new york city is always saying all the time anyway in a way, everyone's but. a new york <laughs> yeah <laughs> just neurotic, coffee-driven. Yeah, I wonder, though. I mean, I almost want to say Doug on Nickelodeon. Doug funny? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost want to say, I like... I totally get Doug. Yeah. Why? I, totally Doug. I didn't have cable. Tell me about Doug. Uh, he was... I can totally get Doug. Super beta, yeah, like, beta, underconfidence, okay. kind of, like, good good friends. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. There was just something I was... I don't know. Maybe it was just, like, the time that I also started watching television. Was Doug was like Charlie about... Brown? 
Say it again. Did that, was Doug and Charlie Brown, were they both bald boys? Was Doug well, a bald it's boy? A, it's cartoon, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. It gives you, like, illusions. <laughs> right. That one string yeah. and suddenly. It implies hair. But, you like, were they mean? both, like, the beta male bald boy? Kind of beta male bald boys. Okay. Yeah. And that's sort of, yeah, yeah. I think that's my click. Here, here's here's where That's my click. Yeah. Here, here's where I related bald to Doug. Bald beta male bald boys. <laughs> I related to Doug. Doug's, it's a cartoon, right? Yeah. So they, everyone wears uh, the same outfits Love every, yes. every episode. Yes. Then there was, like, some superstar rock kid who wore the exact same thing as Doug. And everyone was giving him compliments. And they were like, <laughs> Doug, why are you copying? Oh, and he's like, I was wearing no. this the whole time. The first seven seasons. He was like, well, like you've never worn no, that. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Oh, no. How did, yeah. it, how did it come to What happened at the end? Did I they really? I was a kid. <laughs> I was just interested in clowning Doug. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's yeah. It. What's funny is, as a black kid, you're always searching for the black person in the cartoon. Yes. yes. Like, yep. Like when you watch Thundercats, cats, you're like, oh, Panther, oh, he's that's a brother. Yes, that's, that guy's definitely black. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I get that. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, found him. Yeah, I found him. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the black guy in the Peanuts gang? There was, uh, wasn't there? Yeah, there was one black guy. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, there was a black guy. I don't, I don't know if he, he must have had a name. Yeah. It wasn't Pigpen, right? It no, but I know, I know, but like, I feel bad thinking that too. Just I feel bad thinking that too. <laughs> he was Mexican. <laughs> he was always sleeping. He was just sleeping. Oh, God. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Whatever happened to Dougie Doug? Is he like a touring comedian now? Do you, do you... Dougie Doug, I mean, he was a working actor for years. He was you know, the man. The last thing I remember him in is Operation Dumbo Drop. Yo, oh, wow. um, yeah. what a premise! <laughs> Keeping track. What a yeah. premise! Yeah. He's <laughs> you have all his credits tattooed you got, on your arm. You, you guys just... remember when he was on Cosby, uh, where Co- Bill Cosby was uh, Hilton? He ran in like a little place. It was like it was like after Cosby. No. Uh, he played a. Uh, they called it Cosby, but his name was Hilton Jacobs. Wait, Bill Cosby's name was Hilton Jacobs? Yeah, on the on the show. On it wasn't Cosby. the Cosby Show. No, it wasn't Cosby. It's back when they re- they had another show with Felicia Rashad. Oh wow! And uh, uh, she wasn't a lawyer it. in that no, show? No, 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 hold no, no. Up, I think hold they ran up. a hotel with, uh, hotel. not Gilda Radner, but the one who goes uh, uh, from Frankenstein, from... Uh, Madeline Kahn. Fra- Madeline Kahn yes. was on it. Yes. Madeline- yeah. <laughs> they went from the Cosby show to Cosby and changed the whole dynamic? Yeah, uh, yeah it, was a whole, it was a whole new That's show. That's a lot for like, the brain to process. It was like yeah. ma- years after the fact with Dougie Doug, or Dougie Doug might have been a different version of a Cosby but I know Dougie Doug was on wow yes. it might have been that one yes because um, I remember I think I was in high school and I remember writing a scene yes for Dougie Doug fanfic. yes for, for yeah yeah I, re- I yeah. definitely wrote some Cosby. fanfic for Cosby not the Cosby show <laughs> no Cosby. no fuck the Cosby yeah, yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy was a rapist yeah. then, <laughs> right, this is Hilton Winthrop or whatever yeah, yeah. the hell <laughs> he owns a hotel he doesn't have time for that yeah he's just chilling right. yeah. but I remember I wrote a whole scene where it was I think I was going to be like this homeless kid, homeless kid that that like walks into their house. Yes. Oh, you wrote yourself in. Yeah, I wrote yeah. myself in. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? Smart got, dude. I'm, yes. I'm in school. Yes. Right. <laughs> be the change you want to see in the world. That's yeah. Right. Be the, the character you want. you want to yeah, see in exactly. the world. Yeah. So this whole to give you an idea of like my type of comedy, <laughs> it was this whole scene that was where nobody talked, but they were both just getting food. In the kitchen okay. and like not really noticing each other. Like, okay. Like a Doug silent would open ballet. the fridge while I was. So it was like, a lot of stage directions. Yeah, it was yeah. like just things <laughs> like I'm getting lettuce, he gets bread. What producer doesn't want to see difficult to execute stage direction <laughs> from an eight year old? I love. Here's I six pages of text just, blocks. Because I liked silent comedy. I'm, yeah. a big, I'm a big silent comedy fan. Yeah. You were so smart Chaplin at that and age. Buster Keaton. Yeah. And anyone that can write a punchline. Yeah, anyone This is physical comedy clearly stated. Yeah, like anyone can go, like, that's my sandwich. Malcolm. But to have like, 
I'd love it. Three minutes of like two characters barely know each other while eating sandwiches. You'd love. Like, yeah. And if you look at it, that's like sort of the old school Cosby show. If you looked at the oh, totally if right. The Cosby show would end with five minutes of like just music and like Bill Cosby just doing something. One thing. Like it stretch would be like him I making a peanut butter and jelly. Where yeah. he, there was a cake. Yeah. And he was talking about eating a cake to his mm-hmm. wife and he didn't yes. want to say anything and he's just pointing to the cake and making <laughs> the little faces and just scrummaging <laughs> dumb but dumb but dumb. Man. Um, we usually end these episodes on some sort of like culminative thing yeah. but today episode 119 we're ending on Cosby. Don't be with the Twist ending. We did not see that coming. Yeah. If that's the legacy <laughs> Yeah, that's the legacy you leave out. Come um, for the well, science. In, 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 Stay uh, for in the... his defense, he is a doctor. He right. is a, so, <laughs> and a hotel. <laughs> and he owns a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> so we rounded it out. Did science. it all. Science. We yeah, rounded science. it out. Science. Malcolm, do you want to give a quick plug to the show that you're doing at the Ammunition Theater Company here yes. in LA, April 19th? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm doing a show. Did April I just 19th? do it? I think I just <laughs> did it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I'm doing a show called The Tragedy, a Comedy. Yes. This fourth wall breaking, yeah. uh, trippy mushroom trip of a comedy written by a bunch of my theater company members yes. who are from NYU. Yep. Um, we we uh, yep. know each other. From. What's the name of the theater company? Ammo? Ammo Ammunition Theater Ammunition Company. Theater. Cool. Ammunition Theater Company. 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 Ammunition Theater Company.